Hi, this is Carl from Small Biz Thoughts. I had a great time at the Max Focus Conference, and as always, I enjoyed going to the vendor hall and chatting with some of the people there to talk about what they've got to offer and what's going on. So here are a few of the people that I talked to. Carl from iScanOnline, Jim from Clarity, and Josh from Bering McKinley. You know, one of the fun things about these conferences is always to see you know, who's got stuff going on and, and what their thoughts are on the industry and uh, what they have to offer to help us make a little bit more money. So we're going to start with Carl from iScan Online. Thanks for joining us. Can you tell me a little something? What is iScan Online? Yeah, so iScan Online is uh, we provide data breach risk intelligence. And basically what that means is we can tell any organization, number one, where their sensitive data is and who has access to it. Number two, how will the bad guys get to that data? And most importantly, number three, if they were breached today, how much would that cost them? So, so what's the methodology that's any different than other products that are out there? So the way that we, uh, we provide this intelligence is we've got some patented host-based technology that can go out and scan Windows, Mac, Linux devices, uh, as well as mobile devices, Android and iOS, looking for sensitive data. Uh, the access to that data, and we also do a full vulnerability assessment on those devices that helps us calculate that overall liability amount. So you're looking at not just the servers, but laptops and anything that's on the network? That's correct. We, we term it as uh, traditional computing devices storing data, so laptops, servers, desktops, mobile devices, things like that. Not so much print, printer switches or routers, right? And are you looking for, like, Somebody brought in their 900-gig uh, hard drive, and they put it on their laptop, and they're storing stuff there that maybe the boss doesn't know about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we can scan not only the internal drives on a machine, also any that are connected via USB or you know external drives, as well as network drives as well. Because, you know, one of our big things is put it on the server, then we can back it up. If you put it on anything else, we don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, exactly. And then there's also the case that we find where there's a lot of people that think, just because their data is stored in a database that it's safe, right? But what they don't also realize is that employees are generating reports, they're downloading data in spreadsheets, and those end up in Dropbox and file sharing services, and they end up all over the place, right? And do you focus on HIPAA and PCI stuff, or is it just sort of more broad? Um, it's actually, you know, we do have uh, specific reports for HIPAA as well as PCI, uh, but really when you talk about data breach risk intelligence, it, it kind of goes the gamut across a bunch of different compliance mandates, um, but there are specific reports for those, those two that you mentioned. Yeah. All right. Tell me your website and how we get started with you. Sure. It's uh, www.iscanonline.com. Uh, and on that page, you'll find a, a login or a link for a sign-up page, and uh, you can sign up for a 14-day, five-device free trial. Very good. Thank you for your time. Sure. Thank you. I'm joined now by Jim Lippy from Clarity Intelligence Platform. What the hell is that? <laughs> Clarity Intelligence Platform is a turnkey automated analytics as a service platform specifically designed for MSPs to add more value to their clients. All right. So slow down. What does that mean? So take, take those words apart yeah, for me. So for a long time, people have been telling MSPs that they need to be more consultative, they need to be a trusted advisor, but no one's ever actually given them the tools to do so. What Clarity Intelligence Platform is, is a tool for them to actually be more consultative and a trusted advisor. And what we do is we've built connectors for the applications that small businesses use today and it allows the MSP to hold that information and display it back to the customer so they can show their customer meaningful information about their customer's business. 
All right, and is this something that you would install on a server, or is it uh, separate on a network, or do you have a device, or what's the deal? So it works with both on-premise and uh, cloud-based solutions. Okay, so give me an example. So Salesforce and QuickBooks, something like that? Exactly, exactly. Salesforce, QuickBooks are two great examples. And so what do the reports look like when you say what, what moves between those two, two applications? Yeah, so we look at three specific categories. So finance, sales and marketing, and then IT operations. So from a finance perspective, you can look at revenue, revenue per employee, profit, profit per employee, cost of goods sold, uh, expenses, expenses per employee, uh, and really get a, a general high-level overview of what's going on financially within the organization. Sales and marketing, you look at new sales opportunities, business that's been closed, and pipeline. Uh, and then on IT operations, you can look at, for instance, most used or, or most active users in the environment least active users in the environment. You can look at overall employee productivity. Uh, you can look at storage consumption. So small businesses in general are pack rats. Uh, they have a lot of data, and they pay the same amount to store that data. Uh, but they don't always use it. So for instance, if you have 400 gigs of data, but you haven't touched 150 gigs of that data, well then, let's take the 150 gigs that hasn't been touched and archive it and put it in five cent storage instead of 50 cent storage. Our application can actually give the MSP that information to have that conversation with the client. And would the reports be something where it's just fairly raw data and I got to figure out, oh, that's something that you should move or do you make recommendations? No, so it's, first of all, we, we put it in, you know, graphically friendly uh, charts and pictures, so it's very easy to consume and to understand. Um, but, and so the small business person, the end customer, they can certainly deduce by what they see on the screen what's going on with their own business. But certainly, you know, the MSP can help coach them through, uh, you know, those, uh, those charts and metrics as well. And how often do you recommend that somebody run something like this for a client? Once a month, once a quarter, something like that? Yeah, you know, we recommend either monthly business reviews or quarterly business reviews. A lot of MSPs like to think they do those now or they want to do those now and what we do is we provide them with the information to make those meetings a lot more beneficial for their customers. And uh, do you recommend that if the client stalls and stalls and stalls that you say, hey, you can't get the data until you talk to me or do you recommend they go ahead and email it? No, definitely you'll know, have a face-to-face -face meeting. If you let the, the client know exactly what information they're going to be seeing, uh, I think they're more likely to take the meeting. Um, in general, you know, the MSPs that have had business reviews in the past, lots of times the information gets stale. There's only so many times you can talk about how many viruses have been caught. Um, but now they're coming to the table with information that is new and different and more meaningful to the business. So that business owner wants to take that meeting now. Right. Well, it's all about analytics. That's what Paul Dipple said from the stage. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, what's your website and how do we get started? Absolutely. So the website is clarityintelplatform.com. Uh, all people have to do is go there, hit the free trial button. Uh, we give every uh, MSP uh, 90 days free for as many clients as they want to put on the platform, and they only pay $12 per company per month uh, after 90 days. Very good. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Carl. We are talking now with one of my favorite people in the universe, Mr. Josh Peterson, who is the CEO of Bering McKinley. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Carl, very much for having me over. So... 
I don't think I've talked to you in a, a week or so, but uh, what's new at Bering McKinley? Well, what's new at Bering McKinley right now is that we are working very closely with Max Focus to try to put together some branded peer groups for them, and that's coming along very quickly. And you guys are big with the peer group thing. That's where I first met you. You were my coach, and I appreciate everything you did for me. Absolutely, Carl. I remember when you were in the peer group, you were a great addition to it. And that is, that's where our hearts are. That's what we've been doing for 13 years. It's what we love to do, and we love seeing the results from it. So, yeah, that is a big part of our business. And do you still see what I experienced, which was that like some of these guys are in touch with each other 10 years later? Absolutely. Once these guys connect, once we get the right mix of people in the room, absolutely. These are lifetime friendships, and what we have added is a member portal where these guys are messaging each other nonstop and uh, the connections they're making are valuable today and in the future for their personal lives and their business lives. So here's an odd question, but it seems like everybody has peer groups now. Like every time I turn around, like, oh, I got peer groups, and there's somebody like you've never heard of, but guess what? They have peer groups. So how do you guys stand out? What, like, what makes yours the real, like the real deal? You know, there's a couple things, and I think anybody who offers peer groups and wants to do it, they're probably doing a really good job. They have hearts are in the right place, and they want to do something really amazing. What stands out is our longevity of doing it and understanding uh, kind of the nuances of running a peer group and putting the right people in the right seats next to each other. That's a nuance that takes years to develop. We have two additional things that work in our favor for anybody coming into one of our groups. One of them is our relationship with Corelytics. That's huge. We're the only peer group provider in the industry that has an automatic way to get your financials true and accurate up into our tool that allows us to get all the metrics and compare side by side. The other folks do require manual uploads and filling out spreadsheets, and that can get really cumbersome really, really quick. The other thing that really helps us out with our competitors is we're vendor neutral. We don't take any vendor dollars for the peer groups. So when they come in, it's not a it's not a trade show. It's 10 guys in a crummy hotel room kicking butt, trying to figure out what's going on in their business and how to hold each other accountable. It's There's no distractions. And they everyone knows that we have no agenda other than their agenda, which is to increase the profitability of their business. Now, one of the reasons that I say that you're my coach, or you were my coach, is that um, a lot of peer groups are basically, it is peer-to-peer 100%, and the best knowledge you can get is the best experienced peer on any given subject in the room at the time. I think adding a coach makes a huge difference. Yeah, having a professional facilitator is a, a really big deal. Uh, we find that our, our role is a little bit of education and a lot of sharpening the edges of the great things that people are doing. And some people don't really know that what they're doing is actually really good, and it just needs a little bit of sharpening. Having that professional facilitator keeps things on task and on point so that no one feels like somebody's dominating a conversation or taking them off task. So that's, that's something that we really like to do. And it, it takes years to develop that skill to facilitate well. There's a lot of guys out there who are great MSPs or they're, they're great you know, business minds. But leading a group of 10 strong-minded IT guys into a productive conversation, it's, it's, a, it's an art. And do these peer groups meet once a month, once a quarter? What, what's the deal? You know, our groups meet two times a year for two days. That's the core of it. They're in Chicago, they're in D.C., and they're meeting for 16 hours straight. They also have a monthly check-in call with one another. So we're on that phone with them saying, what are your peaks and valleys? What's gone really well? What's something you're really struggling with? And that kind of is, is formed a little bit after... Um, uh, Vern Harnish's uh, or Rockefeller Habits um, huddles. 
where it's come together, understand where people stand, let everyone know what's going on in your world, and get offline and, and keep communicating and helping one another. Very good. And where do we get started? Carl, if you visit barryandmckinley.com, you're going to see a lot of information on the peer groups. Or if you email stephanie at barryandmckinley.com, she's going to get you every bit of information you need. So, so that's your email is stephanie at barryandmckinley.com? That's right, Stephanie. That's a, my pseudonym. <laughs> Thank you very much, Carl. Very good. Thank you for your time. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. Please stay tuned here. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss it. And, you know, we're, we are available on iTunes, so check that out as well.